Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Court is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Earth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Gamble responsibly. Please call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. If you have any issues, I am Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 legend, former West Coast <laughs> Eagle. They could do with him right at the moment, and president of the Perth Football Club. How are you, Barra? It's tightening up, not only in the AFL at the pointy end approaching. But in the world of sport, plenty happening. Oh, a lot going on. Great to have you back, mate. Thank too. you, mate. And, um, you know, I, I believe the, the everything went well and um, you performed magnificently for your dad, Arthur. He did the main eulogy. And uh, I was I, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I was staggered to hear about, because your dad was a journal, that he'd written 50 pages about his life uh, as – uh, you know, overseeing his life and handing it to you, which filled in a lot of gaps, but also helped you with the, the eulogy. Oh, that seemed magnificent. Dad right? was a, a journo and an avid reader and writer, and he um, uh, he had very regimented, used to have post-it notes everywhere, but very particular about documenting and li- and documented his life to the minute almost. So wow. it was – I knew most of it, but it's interesting to go back through. You find things that – find out things you didn't know. But um, Vale, he's a beautiful dad. Um, yeah, uncle yeah. Arthur to some, grandpa and poppy yeah. to others, and um, it could not have gone better the send-off. So we are left with at least that nice I'll feeling. I'll just let people in on one thing is that um, once a journo, always a journalist yep. – and you, between you and your brother Stephen, who's also a journalist and on Channel Ten, Channel Ten as presenter, yes. uh, you had a you had a presentation ready to go, and he said, "No, nah, it needs to be edited." And you put your <laughs> subby hat on, you brought it back to eighteen minutes, no, and then 18, down, down, to, down to thirteen. That's was it? it, mate. Yeah, no, you've got to keep it short. <laughs> Remember, there are other people there, but it's a really hard life. It's hard to get eighty nine years. <laughs> oh, in, mate. It's, mate, it's a, I would have gone on for hours. Yeah, I felt like it actually, <laughs> but it's 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 dig did, forever in our hearts. So that's how did good. You, you know the tip is put that your tongue on the top of your mouth when you feel yourself welling up, okay. and try not to look at anyone. It's too late. The tips now, no. I know, but that, apparently that's because how hard is it? I mean, honestly. You know, yeah, when you're talking about a loved one, jeepers! What one of one of life's um, great privileges, though, Barra, to eulogise about your loved ones, Good. whether they be your family or your friends. It's one of life's toughest but greatest privileges. And it's all happening here because now Kate's just told us she's going to Ireland as well. She's moving to Ireland. I thought, what? Going on a holiday? No, she's moving there. Oh, you! Oh, we wish her the best. Well, she'll be. Greatly missed here, but she's going to have a great time in Ireland. What a cracking country. Just cho- had it, she just chose Ireland out of the blue, basically. She, her family in the UK. What's the nearest exciting place? Let's go to Ireland. Done the lot. Well, my only tip, and it's all wonderful. But You've I been just, to Ireland? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, but I loved the Antrim Coast. You would love coast. Ireland. Loving a beer, you would yeah, love Ireland. Yeah, the Antrim Coast the most, <laughs> the northern coast. It's why they call it the Green Island, mate, because that water is beautiful, green, emerald green. Freezing. <laughs> Yeah, but that, you prepare for you the weather. You don't go in it, do you? No, you wear warm, cold weather gear. You, and that's what open fires and alcohol are Let's for. Let's just see. Do you like, do you like Guinness? Uh, uh, no. 
Well, no, <laughs> she will. <laughs> Plenty of other stuff to drink there if you don't like Guinness, but uh, it's handy if you do. Let's put it that way. No, great, wonderful place. But plenty going on in the world of sport. Oh, made, made what about massive. this morning? Melbourne pulling out of the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I know. I was staggered. You know, I reckon that's – is death knell a word? I don't know. What does death knell mean? For the Commonwealth Games? Uh, well, it, it does. It means – This sounds almost the death knell, I it reckon. It means it is approaching. Fade so. or blow. If, if Victoria – Says they can't afford to have it, and they wanted to go regional, of course. So it's Bendigo and Ballarat and all that, and all those, all those joints are now going, huh? What happened? Well, Where's all our funding coming? I'll, Where's all these new great facilities we were getting? Look, if it is $7 billion, $6 to $7 billion blowout from $2.6 billion, I can see why they've done it. But I'd like to see those numbers, oh. and I'm sure the journos will be doing their freedom of information searches and trying to find out what give show us what the figures and how it blew out but i mean the last ones weren't that expensive i think they were like two billion yeah but they have to build infrastructure regionally so that's probably where it got out of hand why not go back to melbourne yeah i agree just use the g and all that sort of stuff it's there what about here now roger cook our premier has come out this morning and already put the kibosh on it but why i thought that was a bit premature didn't you well you'd have to have a look at our old mate baz Basil simplest the mayor of perth um he's come out swinging this morning and i tend to agree with his main point and that is it's like you're going to a house auction and you're the only bidder the ball's in your yeah, court. So why not just say, have look. We, we have the infrastructure here, plus, okay, if you have to build an athlete's village, well, we have a, like mm. all of Australia does, there is a housing crisis at the moment. So you build it, say, for $500 million. Maybe 800 people afterwards? 8,000 people. 8,000? Yeah, seven, 8,000, yeah. So you could, well, you could do it. 8,000, was it? Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, why not have a throw at the stumps? I text Basil because I saw Shane McGuinness tweeted it about 7am or something that it could happen. So I text Basil and go, mate, you might be having another crack at this Commonwealth Games thing, thinking of this or mm. Puparama wouldn't happen. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. So he loaded up. He got all the info. He's ready to go. 9.15, he's on the stairs of Parliament House doing a press conference saying, let's get it for Perth. Come on. Who's can, with me? I can see an opportunity. I'm not saying if, if it's um, feasibly uh, it, it doesn't work for us, then that's fine. But I that is our surplus, by the way, have, $6 billion. You at least have to look at, at – do a feasibility study at yeah. least and have a look whether there's an opportunity we're not missing here because it could be – with our current infrastructure, they mm. may just say, we're happy with that. We've got the facilities. What could we use? We've obviously oh, got, we got op- the, Optus is a living certainty. The swimming pool. What time of the year is we've it, got the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. What uh, to- I think it's August or normally around that time. Of finals and footy. And- oh, well, you have to that, – that we've had Olympic Games before that where they've shifted things. So. Where, where's the swimming pool we got? Oh, we've got one at Challenge Stadium. Right there, <laughs> HBF Stadium, I should say. That was for the World Championships way back yeah, when. Yeah, but they put, put the um, scaffolding in. They put Sorry, they put the temporary grandstands in, mm-hmm. and it worked pretty well. And I think for the Com Games, I think that would be appropriate. Fair enough. We have an athletic stadium. It's like a big school carnival anyway. Convert Optus for the athletics. I have the opening and closing there. But there's HBF Park. There's We've got the Wacker. There's other re- – yeah, yeah. And there's regional centres. So I'm just not sure it couldn't work here. I tell you what, it's worth a look. For that accommodation reason – itself on its own would be enough. What about the memories of the Commonwealth Games? So I'll, I'll toss you a couple mm-hmm. as you sort of uh, maybe think uh, about marathons and blokes that were and, yeah, and yeah. females that did amazing. I can remember Thorpe in Kuala Lumpur. Yep. Oh, Thorpe re- here, made his debut here in international comp. Yeah, but in Kuala Lumpur 98, he was 15. Yeah, he's unbelievable. 15, won f- four gold. I remember that. That was massive. One of our favourite runners in the marathon. Uh, Deeks. 
In Brizzy. Yeah, in Brizzy. Robert DiCostello. 82. Beat Yakanga. Remember, how's his hairy, thick legs? How did he actually, how did he, when he you look at it. a marathoner. Imagine if he came into the room with his parents and he's got these chunky, hairy legs and, hey, mum and dad, I want to be a marathon runner. Go, well, mate, I think he should be a sprinter but they or look, maybe play footy. He still had a fair bit of lean about him, mate, don't worry, when he was at his peak. But, but that, he had those big legs, remember? Oh, yeah. He's got legs like you, actually. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Strong, powerful thighs. Um, he, uh, you know <laughs> They're what? carrying around. So I think about the Com Games and you think about the, the De Costello moment and all of that. For me, it's the giant kangaroo whose name was Matilda <laughs> and it was a big concrete thing. That was at the same games, Commonwealth Games, yep. Brisbane 82. 82. And it came in and it winked. And it opened its pouch open <laughs> and all these kids ran out. It's true. You know where it is now? Uh, it's at a service station uh, somewhere in Queensland. I spoke about this is, on the podcast last year. Is that right? So why don't they go and visit the big, the big kangaroo, Matilda? You, well, you can go, yeah, you can go and visit the big kangaroo. Like you know, giant pineapple and all that BP sort of service station <laughs> on a corner somewhere. And uh, so it lives. I was, I was, this is no bull, right? I was, I, had a, I was with a group at some big function. And a lady was helping run, set up, she's going to be helping run the Brisbane Olympic Games. And I said, oh, why don't you do what they did in 82 and get Matilda back? And she had no idea what I was talking about. Like, she was a young Could woman. you not have it just at the opening gate or something, just sitting there as a bit of an attraction? And this is the heritage, this is the past? Very the, corny, though. Was it very... Oh, oh, it was fantastic. You know where it was? It went to... Adventure World for not Adventure World. God, that's here. Um, it went to Dream World for a while on the surface on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it was there as an attraction. What for about what about when it came out and it comes out to the main stadium and all that and like you said, and then when it did the wink, it was like the greatest thing that had ever happened. Oh, it winked! Yes. Oh my God, how good is it? And like now with CGI and everything, people oh, yeah. go, "That's Puparama." Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and yet their guts opened up. That's right. People I'm pretty came out. sure when they, which is timely given we've now have a, an AFL Tassie team coming in. I'm pretty sure there was a major error during the opening ceremony to those games. I don't think they, they did a human map of Australia, and there was no Bass Strait, so oh. effectively Tasmania was left out. I thought it just was had this be... long bit at the bottom. So no map of Tassie. Well, they they just do the human map of that's right, no map. The human map of Australia, <laughs> the 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 people filled in Bass Strait, so there was no poor old Tassie. <laughs> Is this a joke? No, it happened. <laughs> no map of Tassie. It was eighty two. Happened. It was plenty up there. Hey, listen, one more thing I was yep. going to say, Karen McCann. Karen McCann. Yes. Melbourne 06. Yes. One of the most bittersweet moments in the history of sport. 38 she was or 48, like 38, wasn't she? Mother of whatever, won the marathon in the women's and then straight after the event found out she had Jack the Dancer. She had breast cancer, yeah. <clears throat> Two years later. Yeah. Gonski. Yeah. It mate. was very sad. Yeah, it was a great one. Uh, look, a, lot of great, a lot of great history comp yeah, games. It has. And, let's, and of course, here, uh, the Empire Games here, back here. So what year was that? 61 60, or something? 60, I think. Was it? Yeah. But look, let's just um, uh, have a think about it rather than just rush to know yeah. we can't do it. Look, what other sport. Can I throw yep. you some other ones? Yep. So it's been a massive week. I've had no sleep because <clears throat> one night there I was watching the Women's Ashes. Yes. I mean, that, did that get well done any? Well to the girls. I know. Did that get any coverage? Uh, yeah, it did. You've no, got, mate, got, got plenty in our paper. Hang on. Okay, in your paper. But compared to the men winning the Ashes. No, not, no it hasn't. Got the, no. Man, that's unbelievable, isn't it, really? It had plenty of coverage in our paper, though. I can yeah, tell no, you. paper did well. But the, in terms of general coverage, the women have won the Ashes. They've retained the Ashes. Yep. It's so like pretty exciting too. Came oh, back from nowhere. Three England. points yeah. right at the end there. Then I flipped over to watch Wimbledon. Oh, how good mate. was the men's final? And Sorry. 
I'm not a huge Novak epic, fan. Epic, epic. I acknowledge he's one of the all-time greats, if not the all-time. Actually, he's not because Rogers sits above him, in my opinion. Yeah, no, but he's got more tournaments. So what? Twenty-three doesn't mean, doesn't mean you were better. But uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> what are you judging? Just on means then? numerically you were. Well, then you know what? Alcaraz is going to be better than more because he can we do all. He that. can do what Roger can do. He we can don't do know what, that yet. Mate, I'm telling you, I saw the shots. He can do what Roger can do, yeah. the backhands and all that. He can do what... Um, Novak can do. Yeah, and also the other Spaniard. Um, Rafael Nadal. Rafa. He, he, and he, he, grass is his worst. He's, he's beat, you know how much he's played on grass? Yeah, not much. Two tournaments. Yeah. So, he's, he's like two oh, weeks on grass. Oh, I might win Wimbledon. Wonderful talent. He's knocked He's 20. That bloke's 35. I reckon the banner's been... The, the baton's been passed in there. Let's... I think it probably has, but let's not, you know, he's still got the job in front of him. He's like the boy with the wheelbarrow, Barra. He's got the job in front of him. Yeah, well, first first set, he drops. Everybody turns off, goes, well, that's it. Novak's going to win. Mm. He fires back, wins in a tiebreaker in the second. Then there was this massive game that went for, I think, 29 minutes. Could you, did you play tennis at yeah, all? Yeah, I do. Have yeah. you ever been down to Once won a five-setter for an ensuite. True story. <laughs> I was living with a bloke and we didn't know who, and then another bloke moved out and he had the ensuite and it was like, well, who gets the ensuite? Let's have a game of tennis. So it ended up being, this is in Geelong, ended up being a five setter and two sets, obviously two sets all. And I won, I think five, seven in the fifth, <laughs> leapt the net at the end and fell over it, fell flat on my face. It was on onto car clay and then ended up, we went home and I said to him, all right, mate, I'm off to have a shower and I won't have to leave my room. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking about that that one set, uh, one one game, one game went for twenty nine minutes, yep. twenty nine minutes. So, so you've played pennant tennis. Imagine if you went. Down. I haven't played pennant tennis. I didn't say that. Oh, it was it just pupper rumble? Just, no, okay. just tennis. Well, anyway, I was good. good. We're good enough. But say you were playing pennants and you went down to where do they play Hensman Park or something like that? He went down there and you're waiting to play and one game goes for 29 minutes. You just you'd be go, worth watching though. You'd go bananas, wouldn't you? Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the king of majors or the queen of majors, I reckon. It's the, way, it's the oh. slam. It's the queen of slams, isn't it? And that, and that kid... Uh, I love the Australian Open, don't get me wrong. Love it. But Wimbledon for me Alcaraz. is the one with the prestige, with the heritage. It's Wimbledon for me. This bloke was telling me the other day a funny story. Uh, he was, he was uh, at City Beach... Oh, now I'm trying to remember my friend's name. She was on that Channel 9 show that was massive in the evenings, from that entertainment show, and she was the co-host. She was the female host. <laughs> That's going no, to be No, no you'd, know, you'd know this one. But Daryl Summers was the host of the show. J- Jackie McDonald. Yeah, the equivalent of Jackie McDonald. Joe Beth Taylor. Joe Beth Taylor. Joe Beth, sorry, Joe, if you're listening. She's a friend of mine. <laughs> Joe Beth Taylor. How am I going? Anyway, Joe. I remember Joe. Yeah. Barra didn't. I bet you do. Hey, listen, Joe Beth Taylor. So she moved back to Perth, right? So she's, you know, she was an international superstar. And uh, her, her husband of the time... Was the tennis player. And he joined City Beach. City Beach Tennis Club, right? This is true. So he was a left-hander clay... <laughs> World number one. He was clay specialist, wasn't he? Thomas Muster. Thomas Muster, that's right. <laughs> world number one, right? He's retired. Didn't and he gets a number one in the world. Yes, yeah, so at, at one stage. And somehow, Joe Beth... Maybe signed, doubles... I'm not sure. No, look it up. He's definitely, okay. uh, for about a fleeting moment, okay. he was well number. He, okay, he was top 10 anyway, mm. wasn't he? He was bloody good. Yeah. So she signs him up for City Beach Tennis Club, right? And uh, my mate was playing, right? He goes down there and he goes, who am I playing today? T. Muster. He doesn't sound very good. And then he's thinking, <laughs> couldn't be T. Muster. <laughs> he goes out there. Did he win a game? He's playing T. Thomas Muster. Got smashed. Donut. Poor bugger. <laughs> 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 mate, they, they still talk about but then Thomas decided to leave, so um, 
Uh, the only game, it wasn't even pennant, but it was like competition. I used to play a lot of tennis, but just with my mates and what have you. We were members and stuff, but didn't play that. But the only game of competition I ever played was his girlfriend at the time. Someone dropped out. She said, can you play? And obviously I said, yes, I was trying to impress. And uh, all I heard was tink, tink, tink. That's the sound of the ball hitting the diamond fencing behind me <laughs> as they served another race. So I did right. not get racket on board. you got time for one more tennis story? I though? do. Yeah, because I was watching, um, what's his name? Djokovic, right? Uh-huh. And he kept looking up to his box. And he, you know his coach is? Uh, Goran is. Goran. Yeah. Goran Ivanovic, right? Still spewing about that Wimbledon final. Oh, mate. Anyway, Goran comes to Perth, right, <clears throat> for Hopman Cup in 96. You know his nationality? He's Croatian. Mm-hmm. So all the Croatians, you know, we all cash in. So I'm, I'm Croatian. Oh, yeah. Croatian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My dad's from Zara. Um, and then there's a few other Eagles blokes who are Croatians as well. Yes. So so we've gone down to meet him. This is bloody brilliant. And so we're chatting to him and um, he's a big guy. We'll name him. So we're talking. No, I better not because okay. we'll see how the story pans Jeez, out. It's not hard to pick him, I can tell you. <laughs> Any itches that oh, you can itches recall? And itch- yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so we meet Goron, and, he, and the boys, they start talking about their count contracts in the AFL and what sort of money they're on, and I think one of them said he was on, this is why I probably don't want to name you know, 400 grand, and the other guy was on half a million a season, this sort of thing, right? And Goron, go, he's, Goron can, can just see he's sick of hear, talking, about hearing from these blokes about yeah. AFL, and he goes, boys, last week I play one tournament, win $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> American. <laughs> <laughs> Just put him in their spot, mate. The boys went, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goron Ivanizovic. They are very well remunerated yeah, at that top level, aren't they? You can make millions and millions playing doubles. Yeah. He know. made two million one tournaments like the World Tennis Champion. So let's get on to some footy. Okay. So this piqued my interest over the weekend. So back comes the old argument. There's going to be a um, – a fixture innovation discussion today with Andrew yes, Dillon, yes. the incoming CEO and the AFL CEOs, and in that they are speaking of this wild car round. Mm. It's now, actually happening tomorrow, I believe. Okay, now. Tomorrow. Yeah, sorry. So can we? Can I just before we start? Can I just launch into it and just say, don't like it, <laughs> never have. Um, I think you earn your spot in the eight. The eight is set, but I believe it will come in because anything that uh, brings in more fixturing will come in because, of course, it means more dollars. Yes. So it will. Oh, mate, you know we work for Seven West and we broadcast the games. No, that's okay, mate. I'm still allowed to And have you my, write about it. I'm allowed so to So more my... games, more revenue. That's a very good more... point. <laughs> you want to review your – actually, why are you reviewing? No, I'm I'll... not reviewing. Let me <laughs> – But you know what I don't like particularly is the use of this pre-finals buy. I cannot repeat it enough. All right, let me give it to you. got to be pre-grand final the buy. All right, Mr. We'll Guru, have another one. You are the, um, and I, I accept your judge. You're a very, very good judge, and 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 you could say it's only for money reasons that this is being done. But I have been handed the potential AFL finals fixtures. Good. If it happened this year, right? Um, using what's happened current ladder positions. So what would happen is the weekend of September one three. So that weekend you're talking about yep. the buy. The games would be seventh versus tenth. So it'll be first game would be Bulldogs versus Carlton. Nice. Okay, probably at Marvel. And the second wild card final would be Essendon versus the Giants. But it wouldn't be at Marvel necessarily. Oh, okay. okay. Well, we're Have it at the MCG. We're everyone are playing both. So Get maybe, more people there. So maybe Saturday, Sunday, first wild card final, Bulldogs, seventh, Carlton, tenth. Yeah. Second one, Essendon, eighth, uh, 
Giants ninth. That's so those it. those games get played. Weekend the following weekend, first qualifying final, you have Collingwood versus Melbourne, obviously, first versus fourth. Yep. Second qualifying final, you have Port versus Brisbane, which is obviously in Adelaide. Second and third. And then the first elimination final that weekend is Geelong, who are fifth, versus the lowest-ranked wildcard winner. So it would be if the Giants would have beat Essendon, it would have been the Giants there, or if Essendon got through, it would be mm-hmm. Essendon. And the second elimination final would be St Kilda, if they're still in the eight, which probably they won't be, but St Kilda versus the highest-ranked wildcard winner. What do you reckon? I don't like it, but it'll happen. But that, that, that sounds pretty good, though. Yeah, I mean, no, the games sound great. What don't you like about that? I just think you earn your spot in the finals in the eight, and that is, it is as it should be. I don't think it should be. But I keep repeating. So you don't like having ten teams no, make the No, I think eight. Or, ten out of eight. I reckon eight. No, but I think even eight, <laughs> eight rewards mediocrity oh, yeah, as it is. That's so true. So I'm just not sure. <laughs> so you're right. You're right there. More than half the teams make the finals. I want finals. the finals to it's be stupid, the but... absolute showpiece of the year. I don't want any crap finals. You want it to of go... course, last year's grand final was crap. But, you know, I, I want a week's break before the grand final. I want them all to be cherry ripe or as much as they can be at that point of the year. I just want the finals to be the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Not, But I get what they're – and they would be great games. And when I read that it's out – It's going to happen, Barra, because it's more fixturing, it's more money. And the broadcasters will love it. So I just don't So like with the it. Bulldogs and Carlton, I mean, that would give, if Carlton does miss the eight and they get a chance to stay alive, that game would be massive. Gets them in, yeah. All right. And then and Essendon versus the Giants. The Giants. So you're obviously a big fan of the idea. Oh, mate, well, just look at it. So the first elimination final, you go down to Geelong probably – and the lowest te- – so the, the the winner of Essendon and the Giants goes down to Geelong. They're probably going to get pounded anyway. So or do they play at the G? Either way, they're going to be probably out. Yep. And then there's St Kilda versus the winner of the Bulldogs and Carlton. I mean, Carlton – well, St Kilda could get eliminated, couldn't they? So, But none of them are going to win the premiership, are they, really? Well, I'll tell you, Barrett, last, I'm just looking now and – Yes, there are equal points with ninth with Carlton and looming. So, mate, they're no certainty. Although I'll say, I think they've got five of their last six at Marvel Stadium, St Kilda. And, I mean, they've got um, North Melbourne coming up this week. So they've got a good draw home, St Kilda. But I'm still not convinced. Mate, I'm with you. I I think they, they may not be good enough to play finals. Yep. What do you reckon? I mean, well, I've, yeah, oh, you, well, they you could know be my, worse than last year. Well, you know my thoughts about it. And you now, now you hear rumours of Ross Lyon fighting with the. To the CEO or the footy manager or someone, he's had, had to put kibosh on that. And yeah, that didn't last long. <laughs> mate, the honeymoon period's mate, over. Mate, the uh, they could slide have to out. play some cruel sea to them, mate. Well, I'm still I'm still dirty about the cruel sea. What was that, mate? Honeymoon Sorry. is over. Oh, mate. Nice, great song. Nice, good reference. I like those uh, few, cultural references. Sure, a few of our listeners would have picked it up. Now I tip Sydney. Did you tip Sydney? Uh, I did not tip Sydney. Yes, In mate. fact, I think a couple got two back on me this week, so I'm just trying to even it up a bit. Mate, I should have got two on you because yeah, I, I tipped Melbourne, Sydney. Uh, yeah, I know. And how did Brisbane – now now tell me, do you think that's going to be, add to the weight of the, wow, we can't play the MCG? Or do you think because they went so close and really they shouldn't have won and, and Gunston shouldn't have been pushed behind the play so early and probably if Gorn doesn't play the game of his life and that, that last goal was amazing and what about that mark that wasn't paid? Really, Brisbane can take a lot out of it. Well, you know, oh, you know what it comes – no, I don't think they can. You know why? So you reckon it's more of the – Oh, it's and it's only two points. ground. Only one point. But you know what, for me, that last quarter told – that all of those Melbourne goals were a Melbourne player beating. It was like one on three, mm. right? You look at the one of the two Jack Viney goals. 
mm-hmm. ripped the ball out of Oscar McInerney's hands. And Oscar McInerney is twice his size, mate. Yeah, good point. Ripped the ball out of his hands. Mm-hmm. I reckon Brisbane didn't show nearly enough intent in that final quarter. And I think Melbourne showed them what it is to win a big game at the G in front of people. I just reckon... So you, for, was, you reckon it wasn't just I'm them trying sure. to save the game? I don't reckon. I just don't know whether they got the kahunas to win a premiership, this squad. Yeah, and I, I think what? that's I think what I we saw in that last quarter. I think I agree, I agree with you. On the road, they just... The MCG is going to be a problem for them going forward. A lot of people saying they'll. I don't get... think it's the ground, even mate. I just reckoned last week they showed they could have should have beaten Melbourne, but they were what were they? Um, twenty eight points up. Yeah, yeah. So... Twenty eight points up, they blew it. So mind you, Gorn was amazing, and was that a mark at the end there? Um, it doesn't matter. Umpire calls it a ball up; it's still over because the siren blew. Mel, Mel, what's his name? Mel. It was Jack Lever. No, but the uh, the actual goal. That oh, it's fantastic! Game, that but was, this is what that was a pretty good goal. But this is what I'm <coughs> talking about. It's, it's the moment. It's the pivotal moment. The game's there to be won. Who stands up? All the Melbourne yeah. players and the Brisbane players were found wanting. You might be right, you know, because don't you know that phrase, or that expression? Don't get beaten by what you know. Yeah. So they know that Petrarca is going to push forward and trying to kick goals. How many goals? He kicked four or something. I mean, he was clearly... He did kick four goals. B-O-G. I mean, fair dinkum. Pickett marched through a couple of players there at the end. I mean, it's just there's too many signs of it for it to just be a one-off. I just think there were damaging signs there. They got within a point. Other people will say, well, they got within a point of throwing the monkey off the back. I'm saying the monkey's even bigger okay. now. It's a gorilla. It's a gorilla, okay. or it's one of those howler monkeys that live in South America, <laughs> and you can hear their shrieks for five kilometres, apparently, from the treetops. Apparently, they're <laughs> horrifying sound. Yeah, would you know that? It's a howler, because I've researched it. <laughs> I wrote a column on them once. But they're... Uh, well, boy. Howler monkeys. Oh, just that's the world I live in, mate. That's the world it I It wasn't mean. an analogy or metaphor. It, was... it would have been a metaphor, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you reached a long way to get one. I did, mate. Uh, what about, so, West Coast. So... Uh, we look at it. On no, the, hang on. The next game, are we going in order here? Oh, well, we can do whatever we like. We can shuffle it around. But All right. Okay, you go. I just think the two local teams, what I saw at the weekend um, with West Coast, you saw, I think what we've seen the last two rounds is they've had a crack. Mm-hmm. No question about that. No doubt. The two questions I ask is why hadn't they had a crack before then? Because clearly there were games they weren't having a crack. Mm-hmm. And don't throw up their young and their inexperience. You can still have a crack. Um, I'm not sure about Gaff. Like, he comes in last week. Comes in early because Jimby's subbed out with a hamstring, and he comes in and he racks up dispo- a lot of disposals. What did he do with them, Barra? They were little dinky sideways and backwards kicks. Come on, mate. He was a lot better. You got to say he was a better. He got the footy. Yeah, but what did he do? And with he it? went inside. He got to play in the middle. Maybe that's what that was the answer. Yeah, I just mate. mate this you, is the, why are you down on Gaffy? I, I, I noticed you gave him a, a clip in your column as well. Well, I'm not down it, After on the game. Well, I'm paid to be an analyst, mate. I'm to call it as I see it, and that's what I'm doing. But not down on him as a person. I'm oh, sure he's no, a ripping I'm not bloke. saying you're having to crack him as a person. I'm just saying I, I was surprised when he played a good game that you didn't say, I don't think well, it was a good game. Well, it was a better game, wasn't it? He had six possessions he's last better, time. good enough, and you're holding <laughs> a kid out at the moment. I'm just not sure whether that's Well, he, he didn't hold a kid out because Marrick came in. What, Edward's no good? Which Edwards? Harry Edwards. Luke. Luke Edwards. Mm. Mate, it, just because they're kids doesn't mean you give them games. Okay. They've got to deserve a game, right. don't they? Well, I did mean, he? And, and if, if you're the coach, if you're Adam Simpson, you've got a choice between Luke Edwards as the sub. And Gaff, who's taken, had six Or Xavier O'Neill or Gaff. Well, why wasn't Xavier O'Neill Do you go the two-time All-Australian or do you well, go some kid? We had six possessions the week before. 
Yeah, I know, but you know, he, he's only going to come on in a burst. If you need a burst from a, a, a player that you understand and you know what he's going to give you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not sure that whether that's um, where they want to go as this season closes out. I'd be playing mm. as many kids as I can, get, getting as much game yeah, time into them as, as I can possibly point. can. What about Dusty getting off? Yeah, well, he's not getting off if he's not Dusty. You reckon? Yeah, of course. That's, that's not fair, is I'll it? I'll throw one at you. If Sicily does that, does he do time? <laughs> if he's, dead. he's doing four weeks. <laughs> I think I said uh, syphilis then. Oh. Sicily definitely getting time. He is, de- he is definitely getting – did you see that bloke? Sicily's not getting time. <laughs> Sicily is getting time. Oh, sorry, does that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But did you see Sicily uh, – who were they playing? North, weren't they? So he came back, yeah. right? He's playing on some young bloke. Yeah. Did you see what the guy did to him? He kicked the goal on him. And he started giving him the old, hey, how many stats have you had? And it, like, this young bloke yeah. starts sledging Sicily. The ball's been in their forward line like twice that you know for the whole quarter. I like it. So Sicily didn't even have a chance. Yeah, but I like it. Do you like it? Yeah, show a bit. Sicily yeah, looked like he was going to knock his head off. Well, he would. He'd be doing the – by the way, what, I'm glad you mentioned that game. I've, I've vomited all over my shoes when I heard that they're after Is priority. Is this a metaphor? Priority picks for North Melbourne. Are you serious? Oh, but they're bad, mate. They are bad. Arjuna Ranatunga. Do you know who that is? Yeah. I'm not going to repeat what Ian Healy said and the mic um, cam picked up, but you don't get a runner for being overweight and for, fat. For being a Mate, chubby. they've had plenty of priority picks. They've had plenty of early picks. Just deal with what you've done. If they if they if their selections haven't been and they have got plenty of talent in that that squad. But the president. Why put do out other a, teams have to suffer? I don't care what she, the president. The president says. put out a, a letter saying that, you know, she was apologising for the poor performance. <laughs> Maybe I should do that, Derek. Well, apologise. Uh, last week I felt like apologising. Well, I said unacceptable. Us tying with well, Westgate. Big word, unacceptable. Uh, mate, it was unacceptable. They were basically an amateur team. But the, I said there'll be a response. Thank God there was. But yeah. the boys responded magnificently against South. I just, I just, I won't go on about it. I just, it makes me sick. All this talk about priority picks. Now West Coast shouldn't get one. They won a premiership in 2018. Um, if you've managed your list so badly that this is where you're at, tough. You just, this, there's mechanisms to use. Ie the draft, trading. Mm. There's salary caps. Yeah, it's enough. all meant to equalise. And the you haven't had your coach. Your coach will be back. No, nah. against the Eagles, so that'll they'll, that'll, that'll give them. They'll something. probably hand them out, but it just sickens me that this keeps happening. It's not fair. It compromises the integrity of the draft. What about you? No, I'm, I agree. What about Clarko coming back when, when they play the Eagles because <laughs> he knows he might get a win? <laughs> well, <laughs> and, uh, and the other one. All I'll say is I wish him the best, and I hope. No, seriously, I love for a lot of love for Clarko. I mm. wish him the best, and I hope it works out well. And he doesn't have to coach against uh, his old club. What about? Um, what about Ben Mackay? Uh, uh, the rumours are he wants eight hundred grand. <laughs> I think Mitch McGovern's on about that. <laughs> ben, ben Mackay, yeah. Tell us about North Melbourne yeah, and Ben Mackay's well, performance. Maybe he hasn't got some skin in the game at the moment. Then. He must be trying to get out, is he? Get, send it. Does he want to go and play with his brother? Or I reckon what? one of the great certainties is he will not be at that club next year, and they'll do <laughs> do what they can. Well, they eight hundred so, grand. You okay. couldn't keep him. We talk about priority picks, Barra. So try and trade in for him. Try and get some other kids in for him. So yeah. that's what you do. Send you don't put your Harry. hand out all the time and say, give me more. We're not – we've stuffed this up again royally. Give me more. That's not what you do. Hey, one thing we didn't discuss with Melbourne is what do you do about um, – Gorn and um, – And Grundy. Uh, so Gorn's played – Pretty easy. Gorn's played out of his brain 
when he when he was the main man, the signal is there, and I think they could want to bring him back, Rondy, this week. No, I know what I'm doing. Where, I'm, where are you sending him? He's Port, not a forward, mate. Port Adelaide? No, he's going to Geelong. Geelong. They need a rugby. Okay, I'll, I'll toss one at you. Yep. What about West Coast? Now, 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 Niz will listen to this, okay, and the Eagles will want to know what your reaction will be because they won't want to have I'm more. going all out for Tim English at the end of next year. Yeah, but if he won't come, because there's some talk now that maybe he won't come. So if Grundy, 29, Nick Nat's not sure if he's going to play. We've interviewed him this week. I think it'll appear on Wednesday Is night. He on crutches again this week? Yeah, he's had surgery. Again. No, no, I had the surgery. Still on crutches. Because when, f- when they do the Achilles, it's only a couple of weeks, still in the moon boot. So he did the rooms at the game on Optus. So did Benny, by the way. Mm-hmm. Benny's, back, Benny's back in the fold. Good. He's, he was – Callum Chambers interviewed him, Mark Gibson. You know how they do all yeah. the coded groups. Well, Benny was doing it, Benny Cousins. But so, also Nick Nat. He's sort of saying – I get the feeling he's saying, listen, I'll do pre-season and just see how I go and maybe I'll be back. So does that – does that make them think, you know what, if we can get Grundy, you probably get him for bugger all. No, they might have to, take the sal- no. love to take the salary. Yeah, you'll take the salary. But they won't have to give anything up. No, no, you'll just take the salary. It'll yeah. be a dump. It'll be a dump. So dump it on us. Come and dump it on us, okay. 29-year-old Brody Grundy. And then Williams can go forward because he's more of a forward ruck, isn't he? Has been very good this year. He has, but he does. He is a better as a forward ruck, isn't he, rather than a, a oh, ruck. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do they look at it? I mean, it's yeah. – and do uh, do Melbourne let him go? Because it looks sounds like they're going to play him this week with Gorn. If it doesn't work, if it falls apart again, who have they got this week, Melbourne? Melbourne Adelaide at the MCG. Mm. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I'm not sure if it, it looks oh, sorry, good on so, paper. So let's go back to that question yep. so that the Eagles know what you're going to do. Do they would care sm- about what I'm Would you smash them if they pull Grundy? Would you say, oh, you're not bad. You say you're going to the draft, you're going to take kids, you're oh. rebuilding, and then you take a 29-year-old? No, not if you've got four years in him, if he can give you four years, which I reckon he can, and I reckon, and he was, I put him in the top three in the comp in Ruckman when he's, when he's yeah, up and about. Yeah. And I, no, I wouldn't he doesn't want, want to be as a long as, as long as you're developing a young ruckman, which they've got underneath the Barnetts of this world, you've developed them underneath, you've got your second ruckman in Williams. Mm. I don't mind that. No, I, I don't think it has to be all out. The core of it has to be all out draft. But you've got, if you can get in an experienced player like that, it's got four or five years maybe left in him. I wouldn't be averse to that. It'd be interesting if Nick is fit then and they have Nick and Grundy, suddenly they're in the, in the Hawthorne situation, they're in the Melbourne situation again. And the Fremantle situation mm. a bit, a bit, you know, the two big ruckmen. Yeah, I, I think that can work. I don't think that's – I think Jackson's more of a forward ruck too. And I yep. think um, – or a winger. You might sound funny, yeah. but I love him out up on a he, wing. He played on the ball a lot. So, so where's Fremantle at, mate? So that was a 10-goal second quarter to Collingwood. Um, where, what do they get from the rest of this year? What do they get? Because they're bottom four now. Mm, they're 15th. You're right. I think they bounce back this week, beat Sydney. Do okay. they? And then what if they don't? But is it important to beat Sydney now? The that, Derby so they're up. not playing finals, okay? But is it more important now to focus on how you're going to be playing next year? Mm. Because a, do you agree that their ball movement hasn't been? Everyone's moving the ball slicker and quicker, and mm-hmm. they're being more careful. Let's use that word with their ball mm-hmm. distribution. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's time just to throw caution in the wind and have a crack? What are you going to lose? Well. So, so if you were a glass half full person at the Dockers, you'd say, well, we matched the best team in the league for three quarters. That's what you'd say, wouldn't you? For yep. three quarters, if they matched glass them. half full, you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, if you're a glass half empty person, you go, are you kidding? You had 10 goals kicked on you in the second quarter. They obliterated you. You looked, they embarrassed the crap out of you. And then they just took the foot off the gas. I guess it depends on what they're assessing. They're playing all the kids. You know, they got, I, I got the stats out yesterday to, cause I was looking at grand finals. I, I did see you on, um, on seven last, last night. Yes. Did you? Well, well, average age, second youngest team out there. Yeah. And, and the, all those grand final teams, they're all average ages, like 26. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are averaging on the weekend. They averaged 24.5 or something or 24.7. So they were the second youngest by age. Here we go. Ranked by age, they were second youngest. North was 24.1, Frio 24.7, Hawthorne 24.8, and then St Kilda 25, okay? So they're the four bottom teams by age. Four bottom teams by games played. Fremantle, 76 games. The worst team by games played, even behind North, Hawthorne, and St Kilda. Mm. So they're playing all their kids. Um I'm, midfield, I'm, they just—I think they just got to get a big midfielder. They got to get a big inside midfielder. Someone like a Blake Acres. <laughs> Someone like a Will Brody. All right, Smarty. I'll tell Will you, Brody. Neil Erasmus. What's he look, doing? Neil Erasmus looked good. He's injured, yeah. isn't he? Erasmus looked really good. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm, they've got some talent. You know what my take on it is? I'm not too worried at the moment. I reckon it's too big a step back. I think because mm. you had to take a little step back to take support. It's too big a step back. I'm going to be more concerned if they're not in the shake-up to play finals and win a final sort of by midway through next year. Mm. I think next year is a must in capital mm. letters to play finals and have an impact. I, I can put up with this year, but I don't reckon next year they've got that latitude. I really think they have to because they have they have got a young team. They're getting plenty of games into them. We like what they're doing in their forward line We like and generally yep. like what they're doing in their midfield. It's just the way they're moving the footy. That's the real issue. So that's okay. You can you can deal with that, but there are other things in game too. Um, maybe um, just their reaction and the ability of other sides to pile on unchained goals. chains of goals. It's unheard of ten goals. I mean, so that, that that concerns me because that's that's psychological. And you know what? That's a huge warning for Justin Longmuir for you to say that. You know, head of the head of the West, basically. Not the head because, of the West. Well, you are. Well, you're senior probably, reporter. You're probably the main dude. Senior there, right? reporter, mate. Yeah. Amongst. Because that means you're coming for him mid-year. If he's not in the finals, Justin Longmuir, he's in Stuart Duke territory. Yeah, I'd say that if they're not in finals contention no, no, next and that's year. frightening, isn't it? Because no, that's, just that's like next week. It's, a, it's, a it's scary. Much analysed game, mate. And Who would be a coach? Yeah, I know. It's tough. You well, know, you're either sacked or about to be sacked. Well remunerated, but yeah, I get you. You want to be. It's a shortish life. Over coach. here, at least you get a big payout the rest of your contract instead of the six months they get in the air. So, so of the other games, so so Geelong, Essendon. So for me, Essendon's just a little bit on the nose at the moment, but with Draper's absence is huge. But Geelong. <laughs> so that? look at Geelong. <laughs> Port Adelaide, right? They've got a tough run home, a really yeah. tough run home. So that was a stinker from them. So you but put, they had a, mate, had to they had a lot of players yeah, out, yeah. so you give them a mulligan. That's okay. Let's see how they go this week against Collingwood in Adelaide. I mean, Collingwood's good in Adelaide too. Oh. Won their last five games there. Oh. Have you got your champion data stats there? And I haven't. I haven't got any at the moment, but uh, I'm going to say that, that. And they're going to still have those blokes out. So before we get on to Carlton Geelong, so sitting in fifth position, a win and a half outside fourth, and mate, they've got a lot of games at GMHBA to come, and Port is really shaky in that four. So just don't look over your shoulder because you might see a mm. Kenworth tuck. Truck oh, grill mate. that's coloured 
blue and white. You don't want to play Geelong for the rest of the year, that's for sure. And players coming into form, and Tom Hawkins coming into form, Cameron's back. So just just a bit of a... The story out of that game is Essendon, though, in, a, in terms of... I think it's Geelong, to be honest. I reckon it's another roll of the dice. The, do- the Bombers got absolutely spifflicated. They did. And they're ahead of them on the ladder. They did. And, and it was they, early. It was done early. It was done within the first 15, 20 minutes. It was minutes. seven goals to none in the first quarter. GMHBA made it Seven nuggets. And so you know what that's about? That's about never going down there too. Because they're very particular ground, mate. Oh, yeah. Very particular. Long and narrow. So, you get caught out in the wings a lot. Yep. I think it was their second game there in 30 years. Yep. So none of those blokes had played there from the team. None of them had played there. They've gone out there and gone, wow, what's this about? You can't kick a goal from this boundary. Where's, where's this breeze going? This, what, you don't, haven't heard of replicating your ground size? Mate, with, it's impossible. Which is hats during the week? It was like when – I can remember when we went to West Co- – uh, when the Eagles went to the MCG for the first time. It was like, what the? Cause, the size? Because it's not only – a big ground, but it's a cricket ground, so it's round. Because Subi was more like oh, Canadian Park, wasn't cigar it? Cigar shape. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Geelong. So there was you could you couldn't get lost on the wing. I remember playing on the wing at the G in my first game, and I reckon I spent three days out on the wing. <laughs> like, yeah. you couldn't get away. It's a, it's Where's a the lot. bloody goals, mate? It's six kicks away, yeah, mate. A lot of ground. Frightening, out there. frightening joint. Um, I really like GWS, mate. For me, the teams outside, and everyone talks up Carlton, right? Carlton, and they and they look good, and they're you know, on are the they goal. back? Are, uh, are they convinced? Are they back? I reckon, I reckon they're on the outskirts of town with a petrol can in their hands. I don't reckon they're back in town. Yet. No, I reckon yeah. I reckon they still yeah, got to fill you. up the tank a bit more and get. Like that metaphor, I'm with you. Um, I'm on the outside. For of me, town, the best, the team outside the eight that deserves to play finals the most at this point is GWS. Now I say that because. Of their losses, mm-hmm. they got smacked by ten goals by eleven almost by Collingwood, which which it, you know that's everyone gets smacked by Collingwood. But of their losses, twenty one points is the biggest. They've been in a lot of games mm. and or won them, and mm. I just like the way they're going about it. You know they're conceding a ridiculous amount of inside fifties, but no marks. So it shows you their defensive work Mate, in that back half. S and Taylor, S Taylor, how did we miss him? We didn't miss how it. Oh, hell, you mean over here, yeah. How the hell did – who's the recruiter? So is he just a lock for all Australia? Oh, how good was he? He's very and, you know, Tom Green wasn't playing. And the big story here too is Adelaide have lost – Adelaide have lost their mojo. Even at home they've lost their mojo. So what do you think of Rochelle's actions? Well, he's, he's snapped, didn't he? Well, and now there's a bit of a – you know, sends a bit of a flag to his opponents from now on. You know, he's gettable, so you'll just give him a bit of a – Bit of a niggle, and you might get him. But look, I, I, Adelaide, I, Adelaide probably won't make the eight. No, but you know what? I don't think it matters. I like their progress. It's about where where they are now. But no, but they can't start losing at home. No, no, no. That's what's happening. Yeah, that, they was, got, a, they, that was at home. That was a bad loss. Yes, I get it. But I just don't mind their progress this year. I think we've seen enough to know they're coming. So mm. that's okay. If I'm an Adelaide supporter, I'm a bit annoyed at the moment. But I'm 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 okay with how the future. Right. Looks. I really like what he, what Kingsley's done with GWS. Right. So I picked you think, him to finish think, last. So mate. You, yeah, I know. And you think they get there? Let's have a look at Carlton. Well, they got eight wins. Well, St Kilda might. Well, St Kilda's draw is pretty good. I reckon Essendon at the moment might come out. Essendon and St Kilda living certainties. But what about what about they need five more wins? St Kilda's draw is pretty good, though, mate. I'll give you Carlton's draw. Okay. All right. So they need five more wins, say, to be guaranteed. Unless they absolutely spifflicate the Eagles this weekend and get a huge percentage yep. boost, which I don't think will happen. So it's it's round it's nine. Melbourne. It's at Marvel Stadium. So they give them that one. That's one win, right? 
The following week, they got the pies. The game sold out not, already. Not winning. The game sold out uh-huh. at the MCG already. Can you believe that? Carlton No, I'm not surprised. No. So no win there. Then they've got- That's fantastic for the AFL, by the way. Oh, St Kilda at Marvel. Uh, yeah, I'm giving them that. Okay, that's two. The Demons at the G? No. So they're still on two. Although, gettable. Trying to get to five, still on two, with two games to go. Then they've got Gold Coast, give them that at Heritage. Yep. Oh, Heritage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm giving it to them. And guess who they finish with? Uh, Hawthorne. The Giants. Where? <laughs> at Marvel. Yeah, I'm giving them that. You, mate, you just told me the Giants are going to make the eight. Yeah, I know, but, but if they, they lose that, the Giants won't make the eight. Well, they will because they've won every other game. <laughs> so you, they're beating the Gold Coast at Monica <laughs> this week in Canberra this week. So you're giving them the Eagles, you're giving them St Kilda, you're giving them Gold Coast. So you're giving them four. So they're on twelve wins. No, they're, they're sort of on the cusp. Yeah, you of need the eight. thirteen, I reckon. I reckon um, unless they spank the Eagles. Yeah, get a huge get twelve percent. Uh, and um, Gold Coast, we got the response that we wanted. But the problem with Gold Coast is, as always, <laughs> what comes next? Exactly. Who they got this Do week? It, well, they've got the Giants um, at Manica. So, um, I don't know, mate. They're not winning that. I don't know. One thing's for sure, mate. We've got the, we've got the build-up. Apart from the two locals, because it's just horrible when there's no local team in contention for the finals. And that's where we're, we sit mm. at the moment. But um, I think we've got the – who wins it from here? Okay, let, no, let me rephrase that because I think both you and I would be on the same page well, as everyone else. Collingwood, Collingwood winner. Living, certainly. Who's the biggest threat at, right now? Well, mate, Brisbane after the weekend, I can't – No. I, I want to throw up not after what happened because I tipped them. And I, I want to see Port, I want to see what Port throws up this week before I make a judgment on them. I'm saying for me – It's Geelong or Melbourne. It is Geelong or Melbourne. <laughs> and Melbourne, I reckon their best footy has been the best – is better than anyone's the last four or five years for a period of time. You see Stewie Jew bobbed up at the Ashes. Good on him. He's, he's jumped on a plane after getting the lemon oh, and sauce. Good on him. And he's just flown straight yeah. to London. He's allowed to? And he's, in, coach the, he's in there with Punter and all the boys. Good on him. Yeah, so he hasn't spoken yet either. You know, you know what? Last week we asked our listeners. Is that what they are? Listeners, yeah. We yeah. asked our I know there's cameras here as well. There's, They're uh, our friends, Barra. They're our, our friends. friends. Well, last, year we, last week we asked our friends about, you know, if you're an Eagles supporter – is the Dockers your second team or is no. it the team that's playing the Dockers? Of course it is. <laughs> and I thought, nah, most people would be West Australians and support. I was badly, badly mistaken. You are badly most mistaken. Most people do not like no. the other team. Well, that's all right. And so the derby coming up is going to be massive because yeah. if the Eagles were to get over the top of them, can oh. you imagine that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that poor Dockers. And the Eagles, that would be bad for the Eagles because they'd think that they were back. Let's re-sign everyone, give Niz a new contract. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep all the old blokes. We're going to be sweet. That's the worst that's thing. That's what they're that, like. That's the worst thing that could happen. Well, so, that's what I'm thinking, the worst thing that could happen. Barrett, now it's time for this. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel, a long and valued sponsor of ours on this podcast, Barra. We'll be giving away for the last time, and we've got an exciting new product next week, a carton of Carlsberg Stubbies. We'll do that on Thursday. Please send your mail into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And please keep them as short as possible and give us all your details. They they never follow those rules. No, but we've got to say it. Uh, Hi, guys. With the multitude of statistics we're bombarded with these days, there's really only one that matters, and that is goal-kicking accuracy. 
Well said, I agree with you. Teams can dominate games of footy but let themselves down with terrible kicking. Champion Data used their statistical data to work out the expected scores given the place on the ground the kick is taken from and uses the AFL average to work out if the player should have kicked a goal or point. Number of examples the last few weekends. Melbourne lost to GWS by two points, but on expected scores should have won by 32, 20 scoring shots to 13. Essendon lost to Port Adelaide by four, but on expected scores should have won by 14. Sydney drew with Geelong, but on expected scores should have won by 31. And has been the case in a number of games for Frio. They lost to the Western Bulldogs by 29 points, but should have only lost by four. And on the weekend, lost to Collingwood by 46. But on expected scores, should have only lost by 21, which looks much better, Barra, against the clear premiership uh-huh. favourites. Um, poor goal kicking also cost Frio games against the Kilda and North. Bad kicking is bad footy, and obviously the little man inside the head talks louder when playing having players are having shots on goal. Cheers, boys. That's from Rito. That's a good email, Rito. Um, you know what? You don't mind if they miss shots from straight in front. Um, or Sorry, if they miss shots and the technique's there and they're doing everything right, you can put it down to pressure or whatever. But when you're right in front, 35 out, and you do snaps across the body and all that, I can't have that garbage. Yeah, Harry Mackay looked like he sort of sorted himself out. Until he did the knee. Yeah, it's him being out for eight weeks now. So, Thankfully, it's not an ACL. And Lockie Weller, ACL. Yeah, Lockie Weller. That's sad. He's the second. Former it? Docker. Yeah, second. Second time. And also Sebit Kewitt. Yeah, really sad. I would have played him this week or next, give him a bit of game time. So um, that's very disappointing for him. So good luck. It's a to, horrible time to do Good luck to the young man and get over that ACL. Plenty of examples, Barra, of players oh, yeah. getting over ACLs, coming back and having great careers. Do it so. now. This is the worst time to do it. Oh, from now forward to the end of the Actually, season. Actually, it's not because you can, you, you, you're going to play some footy at the end of next year. Yeah, but it means you miss most of next year and as well. And the pre-season and what yeah, have you. Yeah. I get it, but, you know, at least you get some footy in both seasons. Um, but if you do it early in the se- year, you come back for the next season. Yeah, you do the pre-season. You want to do it in round one if you're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Although that's a pretty you don't want to do poor it reward for a yeah, pre-season yeah. round one. Um, did, the, did the Tigers blow a golden opportunity to improve their percentage with some arrogance and ill-discipline on the weekend? Um, is Harley Reid going to be better than Nick Dacos? If not, what exactly is generational talent? That's cheers. That's from Dylan. Um, yeah, they probably did, the Tykes. Um, 8 12 they kicked. So, and particularly, I reckon, I just reckon, yeah, they did miss an opportunity. They could have boosted their percentage a bit like other teams have against West Coast. Harley Reid and Nick Dacos, well, pro- no. He could be a great player, but I don't think, uh, what is a generational talent? Well, it's a player, it's a Chris Judd. It's a player who is in, incomparable um, to other players. Yeah. I think Harley may be that, but we don't. Know, but I think, I think, I think, incomparable. I think Nick has. I don't think there's anyone who's going to. He's father's son, he's father son too, he isn't he? Is, yeah. I mean, what a story it is. Mm. I mean, I, I, it's so it's such it's a privilege to watch him and his brother operate. It's like watching his dad. That's why you watch footy, isn't it? But Harley Reid won't be far off it. Hey, I wanted to ask you about Morris Rioli Jr. too. Yep. Did you see that? Yeah. What do you do if oh, you're Andrew McWalter? I think he's handled it really well, McCoy. I don't like it from the player, by the way. Mate, you're so, the so player. Let's ext- describe it for our viewers. So he's he's been subbed out. He's at the back of the box. He gets handed the phone, which is generally the coach or a senior a senior assistant, and he waves it off. He said, I don't want to talk to him, you know, get, him, get it away from me. And it goes live to air, becomes a viral, whatever that means, viral on social media. Does the coach this week, does he drop him? 
or does he back him and say, well, you know, he's a young boy that doesn't quite understand and was so disappointed about being dragged or whatever, or does he make a statement that says this behaviour is unacceptable at our club? I reckon you pull him aside privately and have a chat and say, mate, when I want to talk to you, I talk to you. I'm the coach, you're the player. So you give him a bit of admonishment over that. But then again, behind it, you look at it, he cares, which I like. And many, plenty of players have done that. Don't forget, now you're sitting in a dugout with the cameras on you. And so that's the problem. Selection-wise, though, what do you do? Which is great. We, the viewers love this stuff, and so we should be able yeah. to see it. Do you so, select No, him? you select him again. You're, yeah, playing, you're not yeah? dropping him on that, mate. No, that's a bit shallow if you drop well, him on Well, I'm pretty sure when Brad Hardy got dragged and he came off the ground. He his, threw the jumper at the coach, Took though. his jumper off Mick and, and waved it at the coach and then said, uh, get a pie and have t- – or get two or something. <laughs> Two pies, I think it was, and a can of coke. Two pies and sauce. (laughs) Gave him the finger. He he definitely didn't play the next week from what I can gather. But you think, Morris, they should play. Yeah, I wouldn't drop him on that, mate. I'll see what happens. Maybe sub him. Make him the sub. Yeah. Fake worths and death. Oh, not necessarily. (laughs) Uh, High quarters and Barrett. Was it a strategic masterstroke not exposing the lack of interest from Tasmanians by not playing the North Melbourne v Hawthorne match in Hobart? The sky is falling in, chicken little. That's from Michelle. Uh, I don't know. I think, well, they've got their standalone team, Tasmania. It's not going to be a relocated team, so I don't think it really matters. Um, oh, it was an interesting game, oh, certainly from Hawthorne supporters' point of view. It's good to have a win. Uh, it was I thought a North was dire. No, well, it was never going to be. They're fit Bottom teams. 18th and 17th. Mm. Or no, 18th and 16th. So Newcomb was good. Seven, sorry, 17th and 16th because the Eagles are 18th. He's going to be a good player. Or it is. We should have mentioned going to be no, but like a really good midfielder. Yeah. We should mention um, the, the rising star too. He's from I didn't realise he's from East Fremantle. McVeigh, 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 good player. Jeez, yeah. we, well, plenty, plenty of talent going around there. Put all the WA players in um, in two in, teams, and they're probably playing off in a GF. Yeah, like Neil Erasmus is going to have to be uh, a rising star at some stage. Twenty six possessions, thirteen, ten tackles. 13 contested. Okay, high quarters and barrow. Let's get rid of the burly. A burly is fat, hard, and is like a rock in the wet. In terms of the pathways of the game, all higher levels of football, including junior representative state football, use the Sharon. It makes no sense for footballers such as those at Peel and West Coast Waffle to have to use the burly in the waffle, only to use the Sharon once they get into the first. Sharon's a better quality, easier to kick accurately with, and are easier to handball. They also last a lot longer and handle the wet better. Proud West Australian footy fans will no doubt reject this call. After all, burlies are proud locally manufactured and have been used in the WAFL forever. However, I believe they are now owned by Kookaburra Sports from the East. Let's just call out the truth here. Sharon's are better and using the burly no longer makes any sense. That was from Wayne, CEO of Sharon. No, I'm only joking. That's just from Wayne um, from Waterman's Bay, WA. Look, when I've... And I played at a very low level, right, amateurs. But when I first when I arrived in WA '93, and I went to my first training session mm-hmm. at Bull Creek Leaming Barra, yeah, um, and someone kicked the footy to me, and I went, "What is this? Mm. It is bigger, and it is well, it's he- fatter, a little bit heavier, very much more difficult to use, particularly when it gets wet." And so I'll, I'll hark back when I was covering Geelong for the Geelong Advertiser in the '80s. 
they use Ross Faulkner's at training. Yeah. So they're a different shape to Sharon's. So my point is, it's a really good point that Wayne raises. If you're going to play AFL, they're different footies. You should be using the football you use at the highest level. Well, but most of the waffle blokes wouldn't be playing at the highest level, though. Well, what do you no, mean there? No, but some are. You mean the Colts? The some Colts should, should use them. I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting point. I tell you, I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you an honest answer. Yep. Yes, the Sharon is a slightly better ball, no question. Uh, Burley is a West Australian company, though taken over by Kookaburra now, but traditionally a West Australian company, so that's been a tricky decision to make, not to back the locals. They they do a lot of great stuff for the WA footy, the Burley. So I can remember go back to Chesson. We had Chesson. Do you remember then? We had Chesson footies well, as well. I wasn't here then. And Faulkner's Fork- uh, as well. They had Ross Faulkner's and Sharon's in Victoria. Chesson's were like balloons. Yeah. Good for torps. Uh, hi, Quarters and Barra. Why does the AFL have maximum list sizes? Should clubs be able to manage their list sizes how they want within the salary cap? For example, a 50-player list within the cap. That's from John. Um, I reckon they bring in reserves teams and have 60-player lists. People mm. call me uh, absurd and call that excessive or whatever, but I just think we should have more players on lists. I have no problem with that. Um, yes, and the answer is yes. There's going um, to be 20 teams, you know. But you can't have just one team having 60 players and another having 40. You have to have a maximum. Hang on, can I just side. do the math? So 60 times 20, you're yep. telling? Yep. Talent's 12, out there, 1,200 players. Talent's out there, mate. we just got to get the pathways better. Talent's out there? Yep. Have you been watching the Hawthorne-North Melbourne game? Hawthorne was, <laughs> don't knock Hawthorne, mate. We were pretty good at the weekend. Um, oh, uh, high quarters and barra. Article in the West Monday suggesting North are again in discussions around another draft or cap concession. Surely the AFL can't give them handouts. That's from Marie. Marie, you go to the top of the list for this week. I'm putting an asterisk on your name um, for the Carlton and Carlsberg. Nice one. I, we, we discussed that earlier and mm-hmm. I certainly agree with you. Hi, guys. Luke from Adelaide. With the Dockers' season basically over, we immediately move on to trades. I was thinking potentially a trade for Bailey Smith, who looks lost at the dogs. Bevo confusing his role and maybe for his mental health getting away from the Melbourne bubble. I was thinking something around Brennan Cox for Smith. Dogs need a defender like Cox. Dockers need a winger mid who is quick and can explain from stoppages your thoughts. Love to get Bailey Smith over here, but I'm not getting rid of Cox. No, you're not getting rid of Cox. Bailey Smith is definitely being spoken to by a number of clubs. I'll tell you two things. Bailey Smith could be on the move. And if Bevo doesn't sort it out this year, Bevo could be on the move. Not that he wants to move. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like if they were if they were to keep sliding, the whole no one can understand that lob thing. They dropped lob. And why did he recruit lob? Does he understand how the has he got a system for these big blokes? What's happening? I love Bevo. I reckon he has got some quirky thoughts. That's for sure. Eleven years they normally survive uh, coaches and then they're gone. Okay, apologies now with where I am from. This is from Bill from Sydney. Surely it is time to bring back the flat punt. On Thursday night with the game in the balance, <laughs> Will Hayward was 30 metres out on a slight angle and chose to kick around the corner. Well said, Bill. As Barrow would say, you have got to be kidding. In modern football with a coach for everything, how can goal kicking be so bad? The flat punt reduces the risks inherent in kicking an oval ball and was favoured by one of the game's greatest and most accurate goal kickers, Peter Hudson. It might look ugly, but at least it goes straight. Um, 77 grand final draw. I was there right in front of me. Tw- Ross Twiggy Dunn Twiggy takes Dunn. the mark. The mm-hmm. siren goes, levels the game after the siren with a flat Was it a flat punt? Yeah, was it? wobbly, horrible-looking old thing. They, they look terrible, but they go straight. That's the weird it's bit. It's a really they, good call. I'm going to put that on the list too. They sort of shake around, but they do go straight. But they do look terrible. 
And, and Peter Hudson, man, he kicked 150 goals with one. So I don't think it's coming. But it's a bit like the drop kick and the drop punt. Uh, uh, the drop kick and the stab punt. They ain't coming back, unfortunately. No, no. no. Well, the stab but I like the idea. The stab pass. Uh, hi, Quarters and Barrett. I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. I'm on the East Coast but love the Western commentary and the banter with the two of you. I have a thought and question on both the Western WA teams I want to run by you. Firstly, Frio. There is not and has not been a forward that scares opponents for years since Pavlich retired. Why is it so hard for Frio to get a big-name brute into that forward line? On West Coast, yes, they have an unprecedented injury list and playing kids. But noting that, and to my eyes, the team that comes out of halftime play like a contesting team versus the first half showing which is that of a true wooden spurner. What is going on there? First part of it, with Frio... Not a superstar, but I love Josh Tracy's presence. I think he's the player that can cause a bit of damage. Three goals in the there. weekend. Three goals. Yeah, I like Tracy's presence. Yeah, one of there. his better games. But he's right. I mean, Tabata, Lobby, not exactly Pav, but Tracy maybe. Amos certainly will be. Amos. Is Amos that, is, is going to be, be a great Is player. he happy with Amos? He'd be happy with Amos. Well, you'd have to be at the moment. And um, as far as West Coast goes, well, yeah, they've been inconsistent and – yeah, I'd say more like why the last two weeks been ultra competitive and where was it before then? Mm. Hey, what about Jack Darling, five hundred goals? Yeah, you'd comment on that. It's a great effort. It's a great. It's a great effort. He's had. A, he hasn't been great this year. Um, had a questionable year last year, but he's third now of Eagles to kick five hundred goals. It's been a good career. Fantastic sign up on the uh, big screen at Optus Stadium. I tell you, it was magnificent. But I checked out his. Because they were comparing him with Summer, because Summer's 514 or something. Jack's hit 500. Guess how I'm many not more. comparing him with Summer. Yeah, but just guess how many more games Jack Darling had to play to get to 500 than, than Summer. Have, have a guess. Say, say how, many more, okay. oh. how many more games do you reckon Jack's well, played? Well, it's, it's a trick question. So I'm going to come under, so I'm going to say eight. No, keep going. Oh, it's 50. Ten times it. Oh, right, okay, 80. <laughs> 80. Keep so going. it's not a trick question. Keep going. Oh, 120? 120. Yeah. Jack well, Darling's played 120 games more than Summer. Different Summer player, played, though. Yeah, Sim- okay. Summer was the main man. Close to goals, and Summer kicked one. Jack but, Darling has played uh, with Josh Kennedy as the main yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Time. But well, it's Jack Summer, I'm, I'm just underlining how good a player Summer was. Summer's kicked 514 no. goals in 150 yeah. games. Yeah, he's a good player, very good player. And Jack has kicked uh, 500 goals in 270 games. Mm. It's like six more seasons. Yeah. Six it, more seasons. Yeah. You know, I played one game with Summer. He kicked 11 goals, nine. I'm pretty sure it was the Bombers. What did he, what did he used to say? I'm on fire. Kick it to me. Kick it to me. 11 goals, nine. He had 25 kicks at full forward. <laughs> 11 <laughs> goals, nine. Who they play that day? He would have kicked 700. You know, he kicked like 350 behinds. Yeah. So he kicked 514 and 350 yeah, behinds. That had a sumo hook going, didn't he? And about 200 out and abounds. Yeah. <laughs> he could have kicked 1,000. He was pretty handy. If player. he played, if he was Jack Darling, if he played 270, he would have kicked 1,000. Big game player, too. Mate, super. Could have won the Norm Smith in A true super. Handballed that one over the yeah, top. Could have no, won the True Norm superstar, mate. Yeah, true mate. Super. Question. Uh, just a couple to go here, or one to go. High quarters and Barra. Interesting conversation on Thursday about Geelong's home ground advantage. I'd be happy for Geelong to play all their home games in Geelong, even in finals, if they get only get one or two MCG games through the season. 
Can't have the benefits of an interstate team without the disadvantages. Couldn't agree with you more. The fact that the grand final is most interstate team's second or third MCG game is heavily underplayed. That's from Will. That's a fantastic email, Will. Um, no, no, I, hang on, hang on. I don't want I, – I, you know what my argument is about big finals and big games? You've got the GMHBO. It's going to be bigger capacity, but – if you can, if it's V, what, what's Geelong going to be, 50? Yeah. So you can get 100 or 90 at the G. There's 40,000 more people can go. It's a no-brainer. I'm playing that game at the G. Yeah, so you, you don't want 11 home games at Geelong? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, so you, you're coming from the right spot, yeah. no, unlike my friend. No, but he's saying that the disadvantage should be the same with the uh, as the interstate teams in terms of finals. You can't have both worlds is what he's saying. Because I don't reckon they, they they have nine home games now, Geelong. I don't reckon they should have 11. Because all the other Victorian clubs, they don't have home grounds, do they? Well, I think they have to play one at Marvel. And, but they do. I mean, Hawthorne's home ground's the MCG. Yeah, Richmond's home ground's the St. MCG. St Kilda and the Bulldogs, their home ground's Marvel. That's right, but still a home ground. But it's not really a home ground, is it? If well, other, it is if other you play team, there every Other teams one. are playing there, mate, all the time. Yeah, same as the MCG. No one plays at Geelong. Oh, I suppose no one, it's don't. a bit like Optus, saying Optus is not a home ground advantage. Mm. And we have to travel over there. This is how Geelong st- stayed up there, mate. They're, they're masters. And if they get a final down there, good luck trying to beat them down there. You've got zero chance of beating them in a final. You know what I mean? So, uh, how many of these letters have you got, mate? You've got so many. No, I, reckon that, I reckon that's enough. That's it. No, that's, oh, that's it. Don't worry, mate. They're done. <laughs> thank you for mailing in and thank you for listening. You've been listening to Quarters and Barra. We've been brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Thank you also to Thirsty Camel. We will be handing out a carton on Thursday. We will be giving you our tips on Thursday. Barra, I gave two back just to my closest rivals last week just to keep things interesting so let's see what happens this Rick, week Rick Arden's excited he's coming for you oh no well good and Basil. good luck good luck Basil if you're a fan of the podcast why not get in touch send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au don't forget to give us a rating or review and of course tell your mates this has been the Quarters and Barra podcast on the game Subscribe wherever.